0: good morning nancy my name is gracie and i'm abby abby and welcome to our second episode man fish which uh, today we're talking about the 1954 classic and what many call the last universal monster movie from the heyday of monster movies, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. (laughs) It stars Julie Adams, uh, Rico Browning, Richard Carlson, and Ben Chapman. Uh, So just a little introduction, this is our second episode And this podcast is all about our favorite horror movies and why we love them. Simple as that. I came up with the idea for this podcast when I realized that there were a ton of female horror fans out there, but there weren't really a lot of them talking about it publicly. Watching horror movies, I believe, has become sort of a guilty pleasure for many women rather than a regular, normal pastime that we love and can talk about freely without getting the stink eye from someone.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, horror movies are amazing and they should be given just as much respect as any other genre film. Do you agree? I sure do. Oh good. <laughs> That's why you're here. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, okay so what is the creature from the Black Lagoon about? Well go ahead Abby.
1: Well um, so this um, well okay so the movie opens with um, one of the scientists doing a little fossil dig. Yep. Um, and he actually finds uh a hand from one of the creatures. And it's like all creepy and like skeletal and But it looks great. It does. I'm it's... actually really impressed by it. It looks
0: good after millions of
1: years. It really does. I'm like dang. <laughs> oh my god. So um yeah they find this little this little hand peeking up out of the rocks and uh he contacts one of his former students i believe was it a student yes or it was yeah. a student yep yep so um he gets in contact with him and i believe his name is david it david, is david. Yep. yep, that's david and then kay who is his partner and she is also the female lead in the movie um join him in the amazon mm-hmm. to explore this little area and see if they can find more of this fossil right um which they think has been like washed down the river in the yeah. black lagoon. Um so that's where we get the black lagoon from and um there's like all of this local folklore around it that people have gone and disappeared and um so they uh, put this exploration crew together and they grab a boat and they go explore the black lagoon. <laughs> yep. And that's where we meet our creature. Um who actually attacks the camp and stuff where Yeah the, they the first people started.
0: who were left behind while the professor went to go get his student to go help him with the dig the guys that he left behind were murdered yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were torn apart Yes
1: so they think that it was a jaguar that did it Yeah um but it turns out it was actually the creature <gasps> um Which that scene for me, I, oh my God, I love it. It's so good. It is so good. It's like, it's the perfect creature feature, like introduction, I feel like. Absolutely. And what's so great is that it's actually
0: kind of scary.
1: It really is.
0: 'Cause you don't see his face, you have no idea what he looks like. I mean if you've seen the posters, right? Uh, I'm yeah. sure people going yeah. in are like, That's what he looks like. Because yeah. it's right there. But like but you don't see him in the movie and and he makes this horrible noise it
1: sounds like a dying pig like it really does might might be i feel like it is it was the 50s (laughs) they
0: don't they really didn't care about animals too much yeah (laughs) unfortunately which is kind of
1: ironic because the whole movie is kind of focused on like you know, creatures in their natural habitat and, yeah. like, why you Here, shouldn't... Let's slaughter
0: a pig and yeah. use that and then, sound bite for the yeah, creature. Yeah, that
1: would be great. <laughs> <laughs> totally help us prove a point.
0: Lovely. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Okay, so they all get there, and then they they find out that the creature is there, like, the, the living fossil, basically, yep. and yeah. so they, they want to capture him and bring him back, but... Yeah. fail miserably. Well, and
1: of course um, the two scientists, David and Kay, are all like, no! Let's leave it in the natural habitat and study it there. And you have your bad scientist who is like, "Mark, mm, money.
0: Yep. <laughs> That's really all, mm, money. That's yeah. all he talks about.
1: Yeah. Wow, so, we'd make so much money! And it's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> which, really, for, okay, I loved this movie because, um, It was kind of ahead of its time, I feel like, as far as that kind of stuff goes. Like, you have a woman who, um, you know, there are no other women around. And she's on this awesome voyage in the middle of the Amazon. And she's really adventurous. Yep. She's super smart. She is.
0: So the writing for her actually is, for that time period, is great. Yeah. It's really great.
1: I definitely thought. And she... I it's kind of unfortunate how her character kind of dwindles a little bit because at yes. the beginning of the movie you're watching it and you're like oh wow like she is a much different character than what you're used to seeing she's in these a scientist movies. yeah so i loved that i mm-hmm. loved that they made her such a such a smart lady <laughs> i think
0: I think for me her character falls apart which okay going back she is the only female in this film so the mm-hmm. Bechdel test is a complete fail. Yeah. There's yeah. a zero. Yeah. in like 20 f's. Like it's <laughs> awful. There's she's the only female. Yeah. Um but for being the only female she's very strong. Mm-hmm. She's a very strong female, she's very smart like you said, but she does she does dwindle her character falls apart towards the end I think when she's kidnapped by him like right at the end I think is when it's like okay yeah
1: when like you obviously you're like nobody is gonna react like that come on like right. she didn't put up any kind of a fight and I really really wanted her to
0: I think she could have yeah I think she could have like ducked
1: like he yeah, he comes after her and she's literally like literally done anything else to avoid <laughs> being kidnapped right. but Uh, yeah i uh, that was that was really like the only complaint that i had for that character Mm -hmm. because i do think that she it was kind of um like an opening so to speak for other women to like take on these you know smart independent roles in horror I think absolutely. Well, and
0: even in the second creature movie, the Revenge of the Creature, mm-hmm. it's a different female lead, but she's also a scientist,
1: yeah. and she
0: actually has a part in that film where she's interviewed by a news reporter, and she she calls herself like an ectoologist. I don't see. I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> ectology. I think it's like the study, whatever the study of fishes.
1: Oh, it's ick, ick something, ichdalid. Ich oh gosh, they I don't know. They say it in the first one. They do.
0: I don't remember. I don't remember. But it either. is <laughs> it's the study of fish. And she, um, and the guy says like, "Oh, that's a really big word." And she's like, "Oh well, yeah, I mean I'm a scientist." <laughs>
1: well, yeah, yeah, come <laughs> yeah. On. But
0: she does. She's like smarter than the guy. I mean, not maybe not smarter, but like she knows something that this man doesn't know, and it's something that's very, um. You know, she's gone to school for this, right. right? Like she studied really hard. She's she's done. This is what her career is, and this woman has a career, mm-hmm. and she's not married. Like it, yeah. and even in even in uh, uh, the first creature, Kay has this career she's not married to david even though they're dating
1: which really really surprises me there are a lot of things in that movie that are so non-traditional that it's kind of mind blowing like in the beginning of the movie they god is still mentioned as like the creator of the universe but they talk (gasps) about evolution and they do it's like a major theme for the whole movie which it's like, you would never expect that out of a movie from the 50s. It
0: actually, it's so incredibly smart. I, I did not, you know, I did not even think of that. Yeah. That it does. It starts off with, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And he created all these animals that evolved. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. So, they say that. And it's like, whoa. Which is
1: <laughs> really, like, it's kind of awesome because... You know, what, no matter what you believe, it kind of includes both viewpoints. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's the only point in the movie when that is mentioned. The yep. rest of the time, it's all based on science and scientific and facts. evolution
0: and the connection between um, man and the water. Right. Like, were we...
1: Like, where we came from, basically. Yeah. Which is also funny because... Um, throughout the whole movie, David and um, Mark, the other scientists, are kind of fighting over Kay, and mm-hmm. Kay is just kind of, she's kind of off doing her own thing. Like she's like, oh, you know, haha, yeah. Stop fighting! That, Mar- yeah, <laughs> I can see that. You know, it's kind of a competition between you guys, but she kind of stays out of it, which is very primal. I feel like, mm-hmm. and then you have the creature who is. Really, up until the very end, when he kidnaps Kay, is very like obviously, we think he's a male creature. Um, we assume. Kind of, right, yeah. He just kind of watches her from afar and he's not very invasive and he just, but he's infatuated with her. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny. You kind of see like the roles reversing. So, yeah. man who has evolved is still like sticking to his primal roots, but you have this really primitive creature who has never seen a female ever kind of backing off and like keeping his distance. And the fact
0: that he finds her attractive to me just means that there is a human quality to him right i mean this story is classic beauty and the beast right mm-hmm. the only reason bell and the beast even begin to see any sort of attraction to each other is because beast is a human right transformed into a monster right, right. transformed into a furry thing um so and, and that we as an audience are okay with that because he is human. Really, we all know he's human. Yeah. And so does Belle, even in, in her instincts, she knows that he's human right. deep yeah. down. And that's why we're all okay with it cuz otherwise it's like, whoa, that's weird. It's kind of yeah. weird." Yeah. I'm like, but I think we feel the same way for the creature. I think yeah. we feel like we're okay with him liking her and want I mean and wanting her to be his mate because we know he's human deep right. down. Yeah. He is from, he, we are from him. Like we have evolved from him. So he yeah. is human. It's so cool.
1: Yeah, it is. It's I, and before when I had seen the movie, I didn't really, obviously I didn't really think about it that way. Cause I was just like, Oh yes. Creature feature. Mm. And I think I was like nine or 10 when I, maybe even younger. Cause I think the first time I saw it was at your house. <sighs>
0: because I showed everyone this movie (laughs) and you're only a few years younger than me so if you were like nine I was probably like 12 yeah and I was just like
1: like yeah you guys
0: you gotta watch this movie it's so good (laughs) it's black and white I know but it's so good
1: (laughs) oh yeah and I loved it because I mean I have always been into the classics and that kind of thing but that was the first um classic horror movie that i ever watched yeah cool so besides you know texas chainsaw which was a couple years later but i mean you know yeah so yeah awesome yeah
0: so good
1: yeah it is so
0: good it's so good wow we that was some really great points i'm really glad that we brought those up yeah for sure um yeah so the first time i saw this was probably around that time, probably just right before I showed you and everyone else yeah. that I knew. <laughs> I think all of my friends knew about this movie because every time anyone came over, we're watching Creature. Yes. or House on Haunted Hill. Like yes. those were like the oh two my God. movies I showed everyone. So good. Um, but yeah, it was one of those original like VHS tapes that my mom got me at media play mm-hmm. and I must have wanted to just watched it one night and was like oh, this was the best and he is he's my favorite yeah I have on he's my phone case and every like I have a huge poster oh, Abby yeah. can see oh
1: yes
0: um but I love him he's great yeah um so okay so yeah the various actors in this movie So I was uh, doing some research, and Julie Adams, who plays Kay, she was much older than I thought she was. She was 28 when she did this movie.
1: Oh, wow. She looks a lot younger. She
0: looks super young. Yeah. And I, I mean, I never thought that she would be that age. So she was 28, and she was she didn't ask to do this movie i guess during that time universal studios you had a contract right Mm -hmm. with the different studios and you were basically forced to do movies right yeah and she said that when she got this um picture she was like oh no like i have to do a, (laughs) I have to do a sci-fi movie yeah and um and now she's Uh, talks very lovingly of it like she is I think just so thrilled to be a part of something that has touched the lives of so many people like a a lot of horror movie fans love this film and I think that that really has made her very happy that she could be a part of something that's memorable well Um, it is
1: and it is a staple I mean it's it's the first real like underwater like it makes you think twice about going in the water and being like, "Who oh, is there?" It's the original like, Jaws, too. Yeah. yeah. Is it gonna like come up from the murky depths and like drag me under? And no. I think like everyone has a fear of drowning, at least oh, a yeah. little bit. Um, so yeah, that's, of course, that's always like you know a huge deal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's it is it's the start of all those kind of creepy.
0: Yeah, it was the first uh, movie to be filmed underwater in 3D. Oh, yeah. So that was like a huge deal. And I think that was what was bringing people in uh, from their TVs, because TVs did exist during this time. And 3D basically was started to get people out of their living rooms and back into the theater. Yeah. Sort of did the same thing, didn't it? Remember when 3D came back like, yeah, what, like seven ish years ago. Yeah, yeah and it was like wow they're doing it again like you know you know times are bad when 3d comes back oh oh yeah
1: yeah oh man and it's i mean it it can only you know get good with certain certain movies and yeah. i think it's a little bit overdone but you know mm-hmm. i feel i i totally wish that they would bring this back in 3d though i think that would be so
0: great it would be so great yeah i would see it again i would i mean even if it wasn't in 3d i'd go to the theater and watch it even though i just watched it last week (laughs)
1: yeah, yeah i know even though like obviously it is it's older and it's you know part of the classics it's still some of the most beautiful cinematography i have seen just because just the underwater and just the environment that they're in i mean i i think they filmed in like South Florida or something. They so did. It's, it's yeah. not like anything crazy exotic, but it's still really, really beautiful.
0: It is. They they actually speaking of the filming, they mm. um, filmed the land scenes on a on a set in California, mm-hmm. and then they filmed the underwater scenes in South Florida. Yeah. And they picked South Florida because they had such clear. Water because I mean, you really think about it, yeah, it can get gross and muggy. Filming underwater isn't especially in black and white, is not easy, yeah. And so, they picked an area where they could have like really clear, a really clear image. Um, which brings us to Rico Browning, who plays the creature underwater, yeah. And Rico, um, he was never credited, I don't think, as the creature, at least not in the first one, yeah. And he, um, He had to hold his breath for like four minutes. That was the most he's ever had to hold it. Yeah, and then this guy underwater would have like this tube of air and he would like swim over to him and then like give him this air and he would (gasps) breathe through it and then like he'd have to go off and do it again. (gasps) That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. He had to do a lot of work for it and he wanted to be credited and, and the studio was like, no, no, sorry. We don't want anyone to know who the creature is. To keep it right. a secret, you know what? Yeah, and they did that for. I think they used to do stuff like that because they wanted to keep the illusion, yeah, about it being something that was scary. Um, but Rico Browning, he, um, he was he was like a hero for that film. Yeah, um, they actually they found him because he was doing a test test. Um, Screening, uh, what is it called? He would swim in the water, and they would film him to see how clear the water was and to see what it looked oh, like okay. on film. And they were like, we like the way you swim, Rico. You want to be in a film? And he was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want to yeah. be the creature? Like, okay. Um, Richard Carlson plays David, and he... Was in uh, it came from outer space? Oh yeah, which was also directed by Jack Arnold. So of course he comes back in to do this film. And Ben Chapman played the creature on land. Okay, and he was much taller than Rico, so that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he was a stunt man for Universal, and he was in the Marine Corps before getting this role. Okay, and so he was like. You know, this buff kind of guy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And so he got hired as a stuntman for Universal. And then they were just like, okay, you're doing this. And he's like, all right, cool. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, Do you know how the creature, uh, the story, came into being? Do you know? I if it's okay if you don't, no, I, t- I definitely don't. <laughs> this is not like a quiz. Yes. Don't worry. Oh, thanks, Teacher Gracie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I didn't know if you knew, and I was like, well, if you do, you can talk about it, but if not, I'll mention it. Um, Orson Welles was actually hosting a dinner party, and I think it was one of the producers went to the dinner party, and he heard a story about a, a man fish in the Amazon, and that's when they came up with the idea to do this oh my gosh yeah um and what's really funny and you could probably help me touch on this but all these other monster movies that had been done already at universal were like sort of like this gothic victorian style
1: yeah yeah and
0: then you know they stick the creature in there and he's very different from all of the other monsters
1: yeah it is it's kind of alien really yeah because it's It's a whole different, it's, it's a different storyline and it's Mm -hmm. different setting. Um, Even everything down to like the costuming is, is different. So it's not like the regular, like you, they couldn't really rely on like the darkness Mm -hmm. or any of those common themes to, you know, scare people. Yeah. So they had to kind of come up with some new material and new ideas and i think that that really helped push the horror genre along into a different direction maybe even it did i
0: think i think you're right um yeah because you could really you could put phantom uh dracula the uh, monster in frankenstein and bride of frankenstein you could sort of collect them all in a dr jekyll mr hyde could sort of create a little penny dreadful tv Mm -hmm. show right they did that they made that everyone's in there
1: and then creatures sort of like
0: hey guys what about me i brought hummus he's (laughs) like yeah exactly he is
1: like the actual monster of all the monsters you know he's he's sort of out there on the outside he is of nature yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's true
0: he is of nature it
1: kind of though it kind of reminds me a little bit of alien
0: oh yeah really because
1: you have you know, your female scientist who is like a strong, independent character, and you've got, you know, your weird, creepy creature who is on the hunt for a mate and that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So, yeah, actually, I just realized that. I didn't even think about that when I was watching it. Yeah, so. so
0: creature really, it, it, you, yeah, you brought this up. It paved the way for a lot of new types of horror, which is so important because there isn't one type of horror. Right. Not everyone is frightened by the same things. And you know, this is something that I think you're right. Really pushed it forward. Yeah. Um, I do want to touch on uh, Millicent Patrick.
1: Yes, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I didn't know about that mm-hmm. until I was doing a little bit of background research on this movie. Um. So she was. She did the original costuming for the creature, right? She, she came did. up with the concept, mm-hmm. but she was never given any credit for it. She did
0: all of these like beautiful photos, yeah. And I'm like, What, huh? Yeah, <laughs> they posed her with the creature and with her sketches, and and she's like so photogenic. And she's like, Oh, huh? Yeah, and she's like hugging the head of the thing. <laughs> and I'm like, Whatever happened to these? If they weren't going to give her credit, what the heck
1: right. was this then? Exactly, I did. Do you know any of the like background story because all i know is that she came up with it and was never credited she
0: um she did base it off of something it was she based it off of these uh drawings that were done of um like sea creatures so i know she she got that inspiration from drawings that other people had done from what they thought sea creatures looked like Um, but yeah, she was just somebody who was designing stuff at universal and she designed it. They liked her designs the best. They gave it to, um, the guy who did the costumes for, uh, I think his name was Ben Carson. I am. Let me look that that up real quick. That sounds familiar, but, um, but he, he ended up getting all the credit. He, I think made everything, um, but she was the one that designed it like I think he made
1: he made prosthetic he like, made the prosthetic right? he did
0: everything else yeah he he made everything else but um she um she's the one that designed it yeah so it was her it was from her imagination that the design came from which is so cool
1: It is so cool super
0: mysterious like nobody really knows a lot about her either that's crazy
1: i know i wish that somebody would like make a documentary about her right and it would
0: be like five minutes you're like that's all we know wait a minute (laughs) i do i wish i wish there was more known about her and there's i mean because she never got credit um, her history sort of faded into the background. Yeah, which so,
1: I wonder if maybe that discouraged her from doing anything it else. It probably did. That's very sad. It is sad.
0: Aww. Yeah, because she that's awesome. thats It's such a memorable design. I mean, there's a reason why the creature was so successful. Yeah. He looks so incredibly real.
1: It, yes. Well, and also, I think um, I read... So, and the, I could totally be making this up. But I read um, somewhere that she was also an illustrator for Disney. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. So I, maybe that pro- that probably has something to do with the realism of it all. Because mm. she's probably super talented. She actually, in that. like, animated. Right, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So I do want to, I'm going to brag a little bit. Yes. I met. <laughs> julie adams a few years ago what (laughs) i did
1: what is all of this stuff coming to Do you have a secret life no i don't don't. don't.
0: no one ever asks me so i don't tell people no No one just comes out of nowhere and says hey did you meet julie adams (laughs) well it's funny you ask because i did (laughs) oh my god i i met her in california um i was there for a Uh, an event for my church and she's she practices the same religion as I do. Oh wow that's crazy. Yes so she was there at this convention and she was giving a a small talk and I walked up to her and I said "Um, hi Julie I love the creature from the molecular ground (laughs) (laughs) and she was like oh that's nice and then my parents separately not knowing that I had talked to her and not knowing the other one was going to talk to her also went up to her and said my daughter loves the creature oh, from the black God. lagoon so she had three people come up she's to her like within that. like five minutes like to <laughs> say creature from the Lagoon." that was a good one oh my gosh i guess she told my father she was like so many people love that movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> like she's weirded out by that she's come like
0: well, I Amy, mean, she had like three people approach her in just a short amount of time oh, talking about the That's creature amazing. from the Black Lagoon.
1: That is so great. <laughs> well, what the heck? What a crazy twist of fate that is though. Oh my gosh. I know. She just randomly happened upon. And I,
0: when I saw her, I was like, she looks so familiar. Because she's very old
1: now. Right, yeah. Um,
0: But I was like, she looks so familiar. And, and then she's like, oh, hello, I'm Julie Adams. And I was like, <gasps> yeah. I know, I knew that's amazing oh my god so yeah she was just a sweet little old lady very Mm -hmm. nice yeah she's still alive she's still kicking still i was just gonna
1: say still kicking yeah oh my gosh that's so great
0: yeah anything else that we can add we have like a minute
1: um well everyone should see it (laughs) You know how can I say we, that about every single movie that we review? That, I think
0: that should be one of the quotes <laughs> on our t-shirts.
1: Yeah. Everyone should see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Everyone should see the creature. You really should. Every single person. It's going to be it. it's
0: going to be remade.
1: I with, saw that with
0: Scarlett Johansson as the creature. No, she's <laughs> She should be, though.
1: Well, oh, oh, my God. I thought you were serious no. for a second. And I was like, dang nabbit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think she's playing K.
1: The K okay. character. All but, right. Well,
0: but, you know, I would be totally OK if the creature, I mean, the creature is sort of genderless he doesn't have a penis or he he doesn't have boobs yeah so what is it so you know it's like yeah i shouldn't say genderless i should say sexless yeah so he's sexless and so it's just like anyone could be the creature it's
1: a true mystery it's a true mystery it just adds to the mystery of the movie i think it does so it's amazing yes all right right
0: ScarJo, we're looking at you girl (laughs) turn down the part of K
1: and ask to be the creature. Yes. <laughs> Maybe instead of K, it should be Ken. <gasps> or,
0: or Kevin. as Or Kyle.
1: <laughs> or Kendrick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes.
0: Alright. Alright, cool.
1: Before we get
0: too carried away. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you all soon. is produced by Gracie Jarvis and Abby Brown Lucas Morrow is our digital editor and mixer and music is by Lily Jarvis at Un Poco Studio Special thanks to Dalton Dobson who is responsible for all of our promotional photography and Dave Love and Steph Arnold for their amazing work on our logo You can listen to our show on SoundCloud and through the podcast app and you can follow the show at GoodMorningNancy.com We're also on Twitter at GoodMorningNan and Facebook at GoodMorningNancyPodcast